Hello and welcome to another episode of I've Never Seen the OC. We are on season four, episode one, The Avengers. We're back. We are. We're Welcome back. back, guys. Return of the Mac. <laughs> really thought you were going to join in, but you, you didn't. You left no, me I was, I was going for a more, guess who's back. Oh, yeah, I like Back it. again. Jane is back. <laughs> Tell a friend. <laughs> well, if you are new to this podcast, <laughs> we're back. Uh, we have had a little break between seasons three, but we are Ready to rock and roll, season four. Four. My name is Heather. I have never seen the OC before. My name is Jane. I have seen the OC. And that's it. We do what we say in the tin. Heather, you're only going to be able to say that another 15 times. Right? Is that not wild? <gasps> yeah. I've almost seen all of the OC. Mm. I'm wiggling my wow. eyebrows at you and I'm realising that it doesn't translate to audio, but <laughs> that's what's happening right there. Yeah. <laughs> We have some housekeeping to do. If you are a firm fan of this podcast, you will have listened to our bonus episode that we released between season three and season four, all about season three, mainly. Kind of, you know, general hot topics, you know, spilling the tea on podcast bits. But we had asked people to send in questions. And then when I was editing it, I was like, oh, I totally made up that question that that person asked. That's not what they asked. So Heather from the future had to jump in and be like, this question's bullshit. That's not what they actually asked. And I promised we would answer it in this episode. So I feel I've like really ramped it up. But yeah, it's, it's quite quite a good question. The million dollar question is? Rissa2234 asked... Do you feel the writers should have treated Marissa's issues with alcohol more delicately? That was the Ooh. real question. That's what they actually asked. Mm. It's quite a heavy one for the start of an episode, isn't it? It is. And it's also, I think it's very in line with a lot of the stuff we talk about and how a lot of things that we find problematic about the OC. Mm-hmm. We'd like to think that we've progressed as a society. And yeah, I don't think... Because, I mean, I, I very much doubt that when we were watching these shows, there would have been any trigger warnings. No, I also can't think of any other TV shows where a 16-year-old has a legitimate drinking problem. Yeah. So it's like, it's a really interesting... I wish they'd done more with it. They didn't treat it very delicately, and I wish they'd done more with it. Yeah, it was almost as if they were, almost as if they were just going through all the sort of, like, tropes and stereotypical yeah. issues that you could throw at a problematic teenager. Exactly. So hopefully, so yes, in short, yes, <laughs> yes. Hopefully that answers your question the second time around, Rissa. Really sorry about that. Um, I also hope that isn't like maybe that is your name, but maybe you're just like a huge Marissa fan. I haven't figured yeah. it out yet. <gasps> Imagine being called Marissa and also loving Marissa. That would be awesome. That would be cool. I was at Stephen's cousin's aunt's at last weekend for a barbecue, and they have. And his cousins were there as well. And the various families have got like three labradoodles between them. And the oldest one is 15. And she is Misha after Misha Barton. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so cute. Misha. Great name. Great name. 
Great dog. Great woofer. We do love a great woofer in this podcast. <laughs> okay, shall we do it? Shall we dive right. in? Season yes. four. Pooey. Yeah, so we, oh gosh, we get a little sort of the dramatic bits from season three, don't we, to begin with our previously on the OC. Yeah. I'm so glad they had this because I was going into it. I haven't watched the OC since we, <laughs> w- we did our finale. And I was like, oh man, like obviously I remember the big stuff, like, you know. Yeah, Marissa died but the rest of it I was like oh yeah forgot about that yeah a good way to sort of so obviously opens with that really traumatic um style of Ryan Carrie and Melissa Melissa Marissa away from the burning wreckage mm-hmm. from the car crash and it was also sort of put against some really lovely shots of Marissa from graduation yeah and, yeah, it was reminding it was quite us what could have been. What could have been? Um, but it also was a reminder that going back into this, it's like, is Ryan going to go to Berkeley? Is Summer still going to go to college? Yep. What's happening yep. there? That was the deal as well. Seth was going to meet Summer in, in January. Mm, yeah, in January. Um, so are they going to be apart? What's, what, what are we going into? Yeah. Sandy was thinking about going back to the DA's office, wasn't he? That was a thing. Yep. That was where he was at. Um, we've also got just a little reminder in case anyone forgot that it was Volchik that ran them off the road and led to Marissa's timely demise. Mm, yeah. And we were also left with the reminder that Caitlin is in fact back. So, back for good. Summer and Taylor are off to Brown, but then Taylor decides she's not going, doesn't she? Yeah, I, I totally missed she that. She defers, yeah. I don't, I legit don't remember that happening. <laughs> I think, to be honest, a lot of other stuff happened in that last episode, so you're forgiven for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we are at five months after Marissa has passed away. Mm, and oh, we've got running up that hill plane again. It's so oh, dramatic. Yeah. Amy actually got in touch, being like, how perfect was that for the opening of season four? Oh, a hard agree. Amazing. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty grim, isn't it? So we see a very bruised and battered looking Ryan and he's like taking a call in this really dodgy bar for a very hot second I thought he was in Volchek's apartment that's what it kind of looked like it has has the same sort of vibes huh yeah red lighting big glass wall brothel lighting yeah heavy brothel brothel lighting yeah brothel vibes (laughs) what everyone wants (laughs) but then you find out that it's kind of like the offset of this bar Sandy comes into the bar clearly looking for Ryan he kind of makes his way into this room that Ryan's clearly been living in and Ryan's kind of snuck off yeah like out the the window or very agile for such a muscular boy Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and then this next scene like broke my heart it's heartbreaking isn't it I mean you all know how much we love Julie Cooper she is an icon an absolute icon and to see her just so like sad and highly medicated was heartbreaking she looked so vacant didn't she yeah she just didn't and it sounds ridiculous remember in Game of Thrones in the final episode if you've not seen Game of Thrones skip like a minute and a half but also where have you been um where Khaleesi's going mad and everyone's like oh my god Khaleesi's going mad it's like she's not going mad she just doesn't have any makeup on that's literally the only thing that's different (laughs) about her I feel like they could have quite easily done this with Julie and just been like oh she's not made up but Melinda Clark's acting is spectacular in this episode yeah and we've got Caitlin she's putting on these big sort of thigh high patent boots isn't she and Julie's like um why aren't you at school and she's like mum it's eight o'clock on a Saturday night and Julie's just like, oh, yeah, and leaves. 
Yeah, all dolled up. She's heading on out. And I love the fact she's like, nice, nice boots, honey. As she like walks mm. away. <laughs> like, she's just not there. Like, no. she's just not there. And we then find out, oh, how, how excited were you when you were like, mermaid oh, the mermaid in. <laughs> Everyone's favourite. And she's having another <laughs> tryst with one of Marissa's ex-boyfriends. They set it up so hard for you to think yeah. that's what's happening, don't they? Like, yeah. I, I don't even want to talk about it. It's... <laughs> Very distasteful. I didn't like it. Yeah, but Ryan meets her at the Mermaid Inn and then we are into the opening credits. And these, I actually, usually I like fast forward, but I watched them and it's really sad not to see Misha Barton there. I know, it was weird. I found the kind of shots and stuff just interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's I guess it's how do you set up a season after that's happened? Like without yeah. giving too much away. Interesting. Well, you do a... Uh... A sort of like flashback episode and do a 36 hours earlier. Yes. And I really don't enjoy jumping around a timeline this much. I find it very confusing. Yeah, because I'll tell you when we get to the end, but when the boots come up again at the end, I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, okay, oh, I, I forgot about the bit yeah. at the start. <laughs> I see what's happening here. Yeah, very confusing. Seth is leaving Summer a voicemail, and I thought this was quite good for like reminding everybody what's going on. Yes, and also really liked Seth in this episode. Feel like he's done a bit of growing over Summer. Did you? Yeah, just this, just when yeah, we'll talk about all his, his new stuff. But <laughs> Interesting. <quite. laughs> okay. I have my notes say different. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Just okay, there was right. one thing he said that I was like, Seth's a dick, and I hate him. Okay, you can you can you can fill me in when we get. But there. sure, if you think he's growing, bay, that's all that matters. Okay. I'll support you in that decision. But when he breaks up with you again, I'm going to tell you he's an awful person. Oh. And if you go back to him again after that, I'm going to look like a dick because I was the one that said, yeah, he's an arsehole yeah. when you broke up. So whatever. We've all been there. We've all, we've all been there. Right. So Seth's calling Summer and he's filling her in on yeah. everything. And we find out that, and again, I think Seth's sort of painting a bit of a rosy picture. Ryan's got a new job, um, a new place new pals and yeah. sort of fails to men- mention it's in this really dingy gross yeah. bar and he like this is where, where we find out as well that he's deferred from college for a year which you're like yep. okay good that was probably a sensible yeah. decision and then we learn that sandy's back at the da's office living his best life yeah and they've been hanging out which is quite cute it looks yeah. like they're having lunches and stuff together and then seth's also been hanging out with the noopsies which i adored yeah, I, I liked this i thought it was really yeah really good yeah it's funny as well because like bereavement and grief, I feel all the time, like does make you a bit clingier to your parents, like regardless of what age you are. Yeah. So I could totally see him doing this and like all of yeah. a sudden hanging out with his parents more. And I, yeah, I think it's good for the, I suppose it's maybe different for Seth because he spent probably a lot of his life with his parents being the only company that he's had. But yeah. now he has pals and he has, yeah, it's, it's just think he seems... Out of them all, he seemed in quite a good place other than the... You know, he was doing all right on his own. Yeah. And he was also checking in on Summer's dad as well. They were watching the golf together. Yeah, they've been hanging. Yeah. And then <laughs> Caitlin's now best pals with Luke's little brothers, who oh. are absolute dinguses, and I can't stop yeah. them. <laughs> Pratt and Eric. Um, but yeah, I do. They're they're quite funny. It's very much a... Um, oh, chilly. It's very much a chilly yeah, style yeah. character, isn't chilly it? Chilly style characters, yeah. Two for the price of one. <laughs> um, and then we've got Taylor's been sending pictures from Paris, she apparently. Has. And we find out that 
there's only going to be a couple more months. So yeah, this must be what September or something. Yeah, if she's just August, started September. college. Yeah. yeah, and then we see Summer completely patching his message. Yes, she's uh, over over at Brown hanging out with Chris Pratt, who is dressed yeah. like a Pratt. Um, yes. <laughs> Pratt, if you're not aware, is a very British word, which basically means like fanny twat yeah. <laughs> not cool no definitely not cool like a crusty hippie yeah. yeah and summer's wearing a more trees less bush t-shirt yes i also love that she chris pratt was wearing a chic Nevada t-shirt of course yeah. he was of course he was <laughs> do you know the worst thing is like i looked at him and i was like oh yeah i remember one of you in my class yeah yeah oh god a few but yeah they're going to protest to save the chickens yep Good on them. Yeah. Good on them. Back in Newport, Seth is working at the comic book shop, of course. Like, why wasn't he working there before? Yeah. It makes sense. And we see him berating a little girl, don't we, over... Yeah, just making a little girl cry. Comic. Why would you do that? Yeah. Okay, maybe he's not growing that much. <laughs> Gatekeeping the comic book world. So yeah. unlike him. Um, I find that so annoying. Like, there's plenty of... Like, especially because, like, Jane, similarly, we read a lot of books. And when people are like, oh, my God, have you seen this film? Like, people that are like, oh, my God, I've actually read the book. Like, don't be that guy, man. All you have to be All films are, like, from books. Exactly. All you have to be like is like, oh, my God, there's actually a book of it. It's really amazing. You should read that, too. Be inclusive, not exclusive. Not a dick. No, just don't be a dick. Yeah. (laughs) We don't ask for much. But yeah, we're starting to get like little snippets of what's been going on in the past um, few months. So we've got Kirsten comes into the comic store with a care package for Ryan. And Seth's just a bit like, look, mum, he's not opened any of the care packages that you've given him already. He didn't even go to the funeral. Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised that he didn't go. Yeah. I'm quite surprised they didn't show her funeral, to be honest. Like not even in like a flashbacky something like, I know. snippet. We had to sit through all of Caleb's funeral and Johnny's funeral. Weird. Yeah. We then cut to the Roberts residence and Dr. Roberts sees Julie totally massacring this hedge (laughs) in the garden. (laughs) Rocking a face mask before it was cool, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what I thought. And he's like trying to get her to stop and he wants to talk to her. And he just basically makes the point that She's not coping. Yes, it's absolutely fine um, to grieve. It's understandable. But she's either like 100 miles an hour or catatonic. And he's just like, I want to help you talk to me. But she's just not for having an issue. No, no. I get this. Like in the times I have had to deal with grief and bereavement, that is, I hate to do it, Julie. Like just make myself so busy. I can't think about it. Can't think about it. I feel yeah. you, B. I feel you. Mm. And meanwhile, we've got Caitlin watching um, in the distance. And Dr. Roberts has said to her, like, I don't know where Caitlin's going or Julie's going, but he offers a lift, doesn't he? But yeah. she just patches and Caitlin makes a comment like, oh, well, don't worry. She ignores me too. Yeah. It's not just you as if Julie's just in her own wee world. Yeah, for sure. Um, this next scene is super super short but basically Seth goes over to the bar where yeah. Ryan is working is says like witty and sarcastic things but ultimately invites him for dinner Ryan says yes bada bing bada boom, Ryan's coming for dinner too good to be true 
So then we go back to Brown, where Chi and Summer are campaigning for the chickens. Give the poultry and a voice. Yeah, Summer's pretty raging when a guy comes to the stand and says that he loves chicken nuggets. Um, and then we've got this little sort of interlude where Taylor calls her. Yeah. And dropping in all this French and just saying how much she misses her. But yeah, this conversation is literally for about, must be 20 seconds if even. And yeah. then she's off. And then it turns out that Taylor is actually just wearing a disguise in the diner. It looks <laughs> like she's still, in, she's still in Newport. I was like, those photos definitely looked, looked photoshopped. So. Yeah, they definitely did. <laughs> Although, do you know, I find it really weird because obviously, like, this episode is super sad. Like, there's really, yeah. really harrowing and sad moments in it. I find it really weird how they juxtapose it with, like, this, like, comic relief. And, like, sometimes yeah. it lands and you're like, okay, this is quite good. Like, the when the kid was talking about chicken nuggets, like, that was quite funny. See this stuff with, like, Taylor and, like, that's almost like a step too far. Like, and also the Julie like the hedge and yeah. then later on we've got the her trying to remove the built-in furniture yeah and yeah and it's just it's it's almost too tragic to have any humor in it yeah you know it's just a bit mm. or like there's definitely funny things there, there's better writing you could have done to acknowledge the fact that even in like the most hurtful painful moments of grief there's still comedy in life and life goes yeah. on because ultimately that's what they're trying to do isn't it to be like life goes yeah. on but like there's just like a classier way to do it that doesn't involve i don't know julie because there's, there's falling there's onto zero, her shelf yeah. <laughs> there's sort of zero mention of Marissa. yeah i don't think he's, anyone even says her name no we then cut to kirsten still really in her cooking right at the cone kitchen and they're talking about they're like oh so weird setting the table for four and then there's little like bits of humor there i think sandy's like don't expect much like few shrugs usual grunts it'll just be the same as usual which is quite cute because you could tell i don't know you could almost get that sort of nervousness that they're all a bit like oh willie won't eat you know and even if he does come it's like going to be really awkward yeah we do yeah yeah but then we cut to Ryan and he's cage fighting. Now you'll need to forgive me because I've written very little for these scenes because I find them very difficult to watch. Like I really can't tolerate mindless violence in any way, shape or form. Okay, I've got your back. I've got this. So Ryan isn't en route to the Coens. He's at a bare knuckles cage fighting thing. Technical. Brilliant. <laughs> and the the guy who's like his boss is like, this is a guy I've lined up for you to fight who's got a bit of a dad bod. Like he still looks like, I mean... He, he could definitely take Ryan, but like, looks like, like a wee guy though. He's not yeah. that. I thought he looked quite short. Yeah, whereas like Ryan's like, nah, I want that guy, and chooses like <laughs> the buffest guy I've ever seen in my life. Like he looks like he snarls. Like he looks yeah. intense. And then we go back to the Coens. Obviously, Ryan's not shown, and Sandy's kind of calling him to be like, look, let me know you're okay, and like Kirsten, like. In my mind, completely overreacts and is like, oh my God, should we call the police? Should we call the hospitals? What should we do? But like, I can't imagine how difficult that situation must be when your child is old enough to leave home, legally allowed, like old enough to leave home. There's nothing you can do. You have no control in that situation. It's awful. Yeah, Yeah, I dread to think. Yeah, so Seth goes off in pursuit of them. And then we cut to the pier where we see Caitlin and she is smoking weed while the twins are doing her homework. 
I mean, that girl has got it nailed, my friend. I know you're a teacher and that's not what you want to hear, but I'm like, go you, my friend. Well, good job. <laughs> and this is where Caitlin sees Dr. Roberts with Gloria, the step monster. Step monster. Not what I imagine Gloria's hair to look like. No. It's quite short at the back. She looked quite yeah, old. Short. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I imagined her to be like a Gabby type. Like a, is, Was that her name from yeah. season one? Yeah, yeah, good, good memory. That's what yeah. I imagine her to be like. Um, but oh, we'll get onto that later. But Seth turns up at the club and he calls Summer, doesn't he? Yeah. And she's at a sort of weird, like, happy party. I love the fact she's on chopsticks. Remember them from primary yeah. school? Always giving to the kids that were shit, like, shit at yeah. music. And they were told, just tap along in time. Just tap along, <laughs> yeah. So he calls Summer. She's at the party. And then, so he leaves her a message and then basically Seth hears like somebody be like, dude, I heard that kid from the bar is going to get his ass kicked. Um, And Ryan's getting an absolute doing and Seth is horrified. And I just think, oh yeah, I I really couldn't, it must be horrific to see that happen to your friend and you can do nothing about it. I can't, I don't like boxing. Like I can't watch, I can't watch. It makes me really stressed. I can't imagine what that would be like if it was your friend. No, I had like a friend like from school who does, he would do, was it like Thai boxing or whatever? Mm. And their friend, like another one of my friends and they would all go and like watch us. And I was like, there's no way I could ever go to that. No. Like to go and watch that. It's just, yeah, not for me. Did you also notice that me. Ryan was laughing? So when the guy punched him, he's like on the ground and he's like smiling and laughing like a psychopath. Yeah, he's definitely getting a lot out of the pain, isn't he? Not okay, huh? Not okay. Mm-mm. Okay, back to summer and she and the didgeridoo, which I don't even. I don't I even. Know, yeah. <laughs> I also love the fact on the subtitles when I was watching it, it comes oh, up gosh. saying "world music." <laughs> Sorry, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, weird. Anyway, oh. summer's listening to the voicemail, and then as soon as she comes in, she kind of shuts it off so that he can't hear. And this is where she kind of says to him, like everyone like back home hasn't moved on like in the same way I have and I think my yeah. friends need me to like go and help them which makes you think she's really got her shit together and she's like yeah I'm good I've moved on yeah but then he, well, he says something ridiculous as well doesn't he he's oh, like and then like touches go, her forehead there you go yeah, there you are or something she's like shut up weird Ugh, she is annoying. stupid she is th- annoying yeah it's very annoying so then we cut to the Roberts residence where Julie is trapped under a cabinet cabinet which turns out to be a built-in cabinet yeah although if it was a built-in cabinet how the hell did she like pull that out yeah weird women on a mission yeah anyway caitlin finds her and is like what are you doing and then neil kind of comes is there and he's like oh sorry i wasn't here and caitlin's like yeah where were you neil where were you where where were you neil we all want to know question oh i had a procedure liar yeah such a liar we then yeah. were back at the club. Yep, the fight is over. Ryan doesn't want his fee, oh, which is even, yeah. stupid. And then obviously Seth turns up and is like, this is all about fight club, but remember the guy's like crazy in the end. <laughs> and Ryan's just like, sorry, I missed dinner. I'm doing you guys a favor by staying away. I All I do is bring trouble. Yeah. You're better off without me. Like just down this really like, I don't want to yeah, say like- poor me spiral that's not what i mean but very much like i'm the only person that's been impacted by this yeah 
yeah. and he says like he basically says well I brought Trey and Volchuk into your life and then yeah it's just him and Seth have this little weird altercation at the end as well yeah um, it's just it's really not nice yeah I think like sometimes we hold and carry things too heavy and I feel like that's what he's doing. He's like carrying mm-hmm. all this stuff that isn't his to carry. Yeah, like he's taking totally. all this blame, taking all this responsibility. And it's like, nah, mate, bless him. We then we're back in the cone kitchen. And I feel that, yeah, at this bit we've got Sandy and Kirsten are trying to sort of like feed Seth pancakes and bacon <laughs> and exchange them up. Like, yeah, they want, they want the tea, don't they? Yeah. Um, and he's sort of giving them little nuggets, isn't he? But not really much at all and Sandy's just like right I'm going to see him after yeah. work yeah and Seth tries to be like look just give him a little bit more time like get, let him have his space anyway uh, to the pier to the comic shop on the pier yep Catherine Feeney is playing Mr Blue uh, uh, and then yeah Summer has come home she has it sounded like an emergency and it's really awkward <laughs> it's so awkward Um, yeah it really is, and I did. I, I felt it for Seth a wee bit here as well. Yeah, because it just—he's not got his best pal. His girlfriend's been a bit weird, and yeah, his parents are trying to. It's like being that go between as well, isn't it? Between yeah. like your parents and your sibling. Yeah, hundred percent. Seth has a lot going on right now. Yeah. For sure. Over to Doctor Roberts, who's working out. You can tell by the fact he's wearing a sweatband. That is the typical working out attire. <laughs> Um, and Caitlin's basically pulling him up for the whole Gloria situ. Um, and Neil's kind of like, I don't know what you think you saw, but adult relationships can be very um, complex. And then Caitlin basically blackmails him into buying her the sexy thigh high patent S- sexy boots. Sexy thigh high boots. Sure. She's got a yeah. way about her, does Caitlin? She really does. But then we've got Kirsten arriving at the Roberts residence to check in on Julie. Um, and then we've got like, we've got the two little creepy twins sitting outside and they're like whoa she's so hot like she's a 45 year old woman boys stop it stop Uh, it please (laughs) yeah and then there's another reference i think kirsten makes a reference to the built-in yeah she's like i told her cabinet joke doesn't she (laughs) yeah um and she bumps into caitlin and caitlin's just like she's in a room it's not like she'll know you're there anyway basically she's got all those sweet sweet meds and doesn't know what day the week is and then we are back at the mall and Summer and Seth are walking past the shop where Caitlin's getting the shoes from because mm-hmm. the shoes are getting like lifted out the window and she's like, $1,500 for a pair of boots. And then she starts banging on about recycling and sustainability and yeah, Seth's like, are you being sarcastic? And she's like, no, I'm like post-ironic. I don't do sar- sarcasm anymore. And yeah. yeah. Summer has changed. <laughs> yeah. She has. Heavy changed. But she seems very adamant that she's not in any rush to go home to her house. No. And that's when you start start seeing the cracks, don't we? Yeah. She wants Seth to rally up his geek army. She has a plan. She doesn't want to go home. She just wants to help Ryan. That's what she's here to do. Which on the surface sounds fine. But yeah, definitely a little red flag right there. Yeah. And then Kirsten's attempting to see Julie. But Julie's like in bed. And she's like, today's not a good day. And then Julie gets a phone call, doesn't she? She does. And all we hear is her saying, I'd started to think you'd forgotten about me. And at first we think, I thought this was Ryan initially. I thought this was Ryan initially. Um, That is the seed that they planted. That's what they they wanted us to think. 
Um, and then she like weaves the door open and says to Kirsten like so quickly, like, oh my God, I'm totally fine. Like, it's, you know, yeah. I'm just busy. I've got lots on today. Yeah. And then she's like, cool, got to go. Bye. Yep. She gets rid of her. And then we are at the Yacht Club because Dr. Robert's taking Summer for a nice lunch and Taylor is busted. <laughs> so busted. But also this is so weird because Summer sneaks up on her because she's been a dick and about a sandwich. Sneaks up on her and is like, what are you doing here? You're meant to be in France. And she's like, are you here to meet your mum? At which point Taylor absolutely poops her pants and is like, oh my God, no, my mum's in Cabo. You haven't seen me. I need to go by. Like, so clearly there's a something happening there yeah something's happened very excited to find out what i, I need to yeah. know it's exciting know. oh is it <laughs> exciting anyway say no more <laughs> uh, julie calls ryan and is like can you meet me which was the point i was like oh it wasn't ryan on the phone when she was in it bed. wasn't ryan on the phone running up that hill starts playing yep. and then we have a montage of basically everything that's happened in the episode yeah. really up to that point we're back we? to the start back to well, I do love a montage point. um and this is we're at the mermaid inn julie's there in a red dress looking great ryan's there all beaten up and julie tells him that she hired a pa to find volchek yep, did you notice him when she says his name she almost like whispers it it's so weird she's like i found a pa to find him and then says it quite quietly. It's really weird. It's really well done, but yeah, interesting. But yeah, so she wants Ryan to avenge, doesn't she? Yeah. And then Ryan weirdly is like, I don't know. I don't want it. I don't care. And she's like, you're lying. You still care. And yeah, he just sort of leaves and she looks really gutted. Yeah. I just, I know Julie is grieving. She has suffered a loss that, you know, nobody would want to even try and imagine. Mm -hmm. I still think her asking an 18-year-old to go and oh, kill nuts. another 18-year-old is a bit far. Although yeah. she did almost try and murder Caleb. But she got, she checked out. She almost murdered Caleb. Then if you think of where we were at the start of season three, she was getting trying to get Trey to lie and say Ryan shot him to oh, try and yeah. get Ryan in prison. So like she really doesn't give a shit about Ryan and you'd think he'd kinda of understand by now. Yeah. But then what is it she said? She was like, I'm I, all the information's in this file. I'm not giving it to the cops. Jail's too good for him. I'm giving it to you. So yeah. maybe this is like a desperate attempt. Like she has nobody else she can turn to. But she's basically trying to hire a hitman. Grief does crazy things to people. Yeah. Um but oh, then we get back to the bar and Ryan takes out this box, has harbour sweater in it and loads of pictures of Marissa. Did you notice the model home CD was in there? Pride of place? Yeah. And then he throws it all out, doesn't he? Chucks, Chucks it, it all in the bin. bin. Anyway, uh, from from there, let's go to some comic relief um, yep. at the comic book oh, store. I like that. I like that here there. Nice Thanks. little link there. <laughs> It's the only good link you're getting in this episode. <laughs> um, everyone apart from Seth is asleep. They've been trying to come up with ideas. And this is where Seth says to Summer again, like, do you want to go home and shower? I know you're like really precious about like your routine. No shame yeah. on that. Good hygiene is no. important. Yes. But she's like, no, I'm fine. I'll just like splash down in the toilets. I would just want to get on with this. And again, you're like, oh, she really doesn't want to go home, does she? Yep. Again, giving us little snippets into how 
Summer is dealing or not dealing. But then Ryan's bar and Summer turns up and she's just sort of sitting in the bar and he sort of does a double take, doesn't he? It takes a while to... Yeah. But I'm also like, someone like Summer would never be in that place. She would stick out like a sore thumb. Exactly. <laughs> Straight away. And as if she wouldn't have had like a crowd of creepy old men around her. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's like, I don't want to talk. Um, and she's like, look, I flew 3,000 miles. And then he's the usual, like, I didn't ask you to. heavy eye roll it must be so difficult having so many people like love and support you that must be so tough for you i know but she's like look let me give the orders do i say one last time and there was such a like a really acute moment where she's like i know you think by doing this that you're protecting them but you're not all you're you're doing is hurting them and i was like that is quite uh because that is what he's trying to do And maybe he just needed to be told that this is the start of the unravelling towards the end of the episode. Yeah. Over to Julie and her glue gun. (laughs) Our glue gun. I'd love a glue gun. I always think they look really handy. I don't have one, but I don't don't have one either, but I'd like one. We used to always have have them in school, but you'd only get them like primary six and primary seven. Because that's when you were old enough to be able to like wield a glue gun. Exciting. Um, but yeah, she's, I don't even know what she's doing, um, but she has a bit of <laughs> she's a... She's gluing stuff, Jane, obviously. <laughs> she has a bit of a Marissa moment, doesn't she, where yeah. she chucks everything. But I thought she was going to go proper, but she doesn't. And then, oh, this is awful. Back to hating Dr. Roberts, just when we thought he was a good guy. <sighs> Dr. Roberts is the pits. Oh, he's, oh. Yeah, so he basically says, um, he essentially confesses to cheating on her. Yeah. But she doesn't. Does she hear? I don't know. So Caitlin's already told her. She knows. But she's clearly just not interested in what he has to say. Yeah. Do I you don't know think that, she's interested in him. Full yeah. stop. The simple, it's because he says the line, I didn't mean for this to happen. So what, you just fell and your dick landed in her? Like, what? Yeah. Like, oh, it makes it's me so It's just annoyed. not believable as well that we spent two seasons hearing how terrible she was. Yeah. She was never there. She was this. She was that. Yeah, and she's always like, mm. like, and it's a simple fact. He's like, I just needed someone to talk to, and it's like, well, yeah. you never spoke to her before. Like, see yeah. if he was shagging his therapist or his personal trainer, it'd be a bit more like believable. Believable, yeah. Going back to his ex-wife, unbelievable. But okay, so we're then back. Summer has managed to coax Ryan to the comic book store. Yeah, and the cones are there. How did you feel about this scene? <sighs> How did I feel about this scene? It was quite nice. Like it was, it was quite warm. Like I think the intention was good. I think like reminding Ryan of the good stuff and the important stuff he's done for the family was good. It's a lot of drawing for Seth to have done in such a short period of time. (laughs) Heather, all I was looking for you to say was, it was cheesy as fuck. Okay. (laughs) Well, it was. It was cheesy as fuck. Um, but no, I did like, yeah. So we've got, they all take their little bit where Seth's power, superpower was being invisible, which wasn't a very good one. Kirsten was the ice queen. Um, Sandy was the litigator who couldn't see his own family problems. And then like the young Russell Crowe came in and saved the day. And then like at this point though, that Ryan's just like, yes, yeah, if I can read, like, shut yeah. up. <laughs> but it was, it was all the sort of, kind of season one highlights really a lot of them yeah. that he's sort of drawn up and you can see that summer's 
feeling it too, isn't she? Yeah. All the feels. I was surprised. See, when that pulled away and it was Chris Mika, I thought that was going to be the core four. I thought it was going to be a picture yeah. of the core four. It wasn't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really, in that comic book scene, Marissa's absence was really palpable. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It sounds weird because obviously it's a character I'm not terribly emotionally attached to, but I really missed mm-hmm. her and her character yeah. in this episode. So much. Um, but I think they're maybe not wanting to push him over the edge. Yeah, for sure. Know? Um, And just to sort of be like, well, Marissa's not here anymore, but you're such a big part of her family, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh God, no, I, I miss her a lot as well. Um, But yeah, I really liked the next scene. Yeah. When you've got... I really I always like the scenes with Sandy and Ryan and I also particularly like them when they're after something like this where it's been one of yeah. Seth's like big grand plans and Sandy was just a bit like yeah well that was a bit much for me but it meant a lot to <laughs> yeah to Kirsten Seth. and Seth you know and then they have a wee bit of chat and he says oh like thanks for letting us make fools of yourself and then Sandy's doing this he's like, he did this as well do you remember when like classic dad move when he wanted to go and be a fisherman for that short oh, period yeah. of time. Mm-hmm. The episode I hated. Listen back to the bonus yeah. episode, you get the full explosion in that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, you better go. You're going to be late. And then Ryan's just a bit like, oh, well, um, if I ever wanted to come visit, is the pool house got loads of boxes. And Sandy's just like, it's exactly how you left it. And yeah. And then he's like, oh, decides that he's going to come home. Yeah. And Sandy gives like some really important advice i think um it's funny like i've been thinking a lot about the question elaine asks in the bonus episode about do i regret having not watched this as a teenager nine times out of ten no i'm fine with it i really am i'm fine with it this line that sandy dishes out i wish i'd had it in my life earlier because like i only learned this like in relation to like ex-boyfriends friends like you know when friends drift away like people come in and out your life for a reason all that stuff not necessarily with bereavement but like with loss and he says um you're never going to get over it but you will get used to it and i just think that's such an important thing to know so so yeah gosh um, he's so wise. He's so wise. Sandy is so wise. wise. Um, and he's like, feel what you need to feel, even if it hurts, which I'm still notoriously shit at. But I am trying, Sandy. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's just, who needs a therapist when you've got Sandy Cohen, man? Sandy Cohen. I know. Um, so we've then got Summer and Seth at her house. And again, it's just really awkward. And they arrange Seth's like, well, tomorrow we'll get breakfast at the diner. And they make plans. And she's just like, yeah, yeah. And then oh, she goes into her room and I think everything just hits her, doesn't it? Yeah. She almost like kind of like sees a ghost, even though it's not like yeah. seeing a ghost, but it's like she thinks she sees her or like she can imagine her there. Or, yeah, imagine her in the room. Yeah. Um, and she kind of just completely freaks out and leaves. But like, I get this. I um, when I just get really emo on y'all. Um, when my grand passed away, I was in Glasgow when it happened, and then I had to go back down to London for work. And like the two weeks that I was in London after it happened, I was 
for all intents and purposes, fine. Like, just was cracking on with work, not thinking about it, not in a surrounding she had been in, not like any of that. And it was only when I went back home that I was like, oh yeah, this is actually real because you're in places yeah. where they have been. Like, their absence is felt because they are no longer there. And it's almost like yeah. she's experienced that exact thing. Like, when she's at college, it's a whole new place. It's a whole new world that Marissa never existed in. And then yeah. she's having to go back to that old space where her loss is palpable. I've said that phrase twice in this podcast. Sorry yeah. about that. Word, word, word of the day. Palpable. Palpable. I am. Anyway, <laughs> did you see what I did there? <laughs> Just as I take a big gulp of water and can't defend myself. Sure. But yeah, I know. I totally feel you. I think it's very much out of sight, out of mind, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And then when you're in context, is everything. Yeah, I think I'm a firm believer that your brain only lets you feel what you're capable of feeling um and maybe that's just what she's experiencing like her yeah. brain her brain can't cope with the loss so it's just giving her it in little yeah little manageable sections sections so yeah we cut to ryan packing and he still has the harbour hoodie i thought he chucked it but he must have just I chucked think it's all really confusing because i thought the boss was going to come in and be like i found that in the bin i put it back in for you like I, but yeah. there's no context to why it's magically back in the box and the guy wants another round the big scary guy <laughs> the terrifying guy and yeah then it just cuts to summer doesn't it who has done a runner she has done a runner she's gone back to brown and she's very much like it's thanksgiving in a couple of weeks i'll see you then bye like yeah i also she said that she was going to it was a seal poaching protest where heather mills mccartney was going to be there and she wanted to check in on how she was doing after the divorce <laughs> fair so play funny fair play i actually went to a wedding in ireland which is where heather mills and paul mccartney got married and it is to date the fanciest fucking wedding oh, really? i have ever been to and probably will ever be wow. going to. castle leslie google it it's beautiful Oh, nice. Anyway, that's the only yeah. uh, tedious yeah. link I nice have to <laughs> love it. Heather Mills McCartney. <laughs> love it. So, yeah, then we are at Marissa's grave. And, oh, God, this was sad as well. Um, and Julie's standing there. And it's all very ominous, isn't it? And she's like, thanks for meeting me. And she's got the files or whatever it is on Vulture. Yeah, gives them the folder. Um, and then <sighs> she's like, what changed your mind? And I think it's the, yeah, it's the fact that I think he's absolutely pounded that guy's face in. Yeah. And really, and he's like, I have to do this. Yeah. I'd, I thought it would have been better if he said, I'm ready to do this. Yeah. Because that would make sense because he's won the fight against this big guy. Volchek's yeah. got no chance. But yeah, I have but to do maybe this. It might have been the fact, it might have been the feeling he got out of knocking the living daylights out of that guy he's maybe just thinking if that's how I feel about this guy how am yeah. I going to feel about you know a valid point oh, I don't know Heather I don't know I don't know either pal um, I cannot wait for the next episode I really had to rein it in yeah. you're lucky I had to go and get my washing in because it was raining or I would have watched <laughs> the second episode oh, oh that's good that's good to know it was yeah you're I was pumped it. for it although I feel recording. I feel everybody has down-talked season four so hard that it can only be better than what my expectations think it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. My expectations be. are low. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you'll, you'll enjoy. It's interesting. It really is. 
<laughs> See, it's phrases like that that freak me out. It's interesting. Okay, sure. Mm. Sure. <laughs> Next time, I think Ryan's going to go and try and find Volchek. I think that's what's going to happen. It's the only thing I can foresee. Um, I think Summer's going to sh- snog Chris Pratt. Yeah? Yep. What about... Where do you see Julian Dr. Roberts going? Oh, I hope he gets in the sea. Heavy in the sea. I hope that he gives her six million pounds and the house and gets in the sea. Yeah. That That's what I would like to happen. <laughs> and do we want to and we will we want to know about Taylor as well, don't we? Yeah, I'm very curious as to how her mum fits into this situation. Did she go yeah. to Paris and maybe just come back early? Did she never go to Paris? Did you know the phrase, like, going to Paris sometimes means, like, smoking weed? Oh, no. So, like, people are, like, you know the famous song by Jay-Z and... Oh, yeah. Big fan of that song. They don't mean Paris the city. They mean smoking the pot. Oh, there we go. Fun fact, guys. Fun fact. Anyway, that's all. Okay. That's all the fun facts I have for you today. Well, I don't have any either. So, on <laughs> <laughs> next week, strong yeah. listener of the week. Yeah. Are we still doing that? Yes. I haven't um, prepped I've anyone. Actually, Do you have one? I've, I've prepped someone. <gasps> that right? Of course. Check me. So organized. Okay. Does that mean so. I have to sing? Um, it's up to you. Do you want me to start and you can join in, or yeah, do you just let's want to do that. Yeah, let's do okay. that. It's very hard with the delay between us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So this week's listener of the week is Sophia MLS. Um, so Sophia got in touch um, to say, just mentioned to say hi. I started re-watching The OC along with Welcome to the OC Bitches and then kept watching and listening along with you guys. So I'm now at the yes. end of season two. Yeah. Yes. Um, no. I don't know if we've mentioned this um, already, but she said, also listen to a podcast um, with John Hamm where he revealed he auditioned for Sandy. Not sure if you know this. I was shocked. I did not Keep know up the that. great work. Keep up the great work and hopefully I'll soon be fully caught up. The joys of a teacher's summer holidays, Sophia. So thank you, Sophia. Hopefully not too long until you get here. But yeah, they did. I'm sure they said, it might have been, I've only listened to a few episodes of that and to catch up. Um, But I'm sure they said on that, that John Hamm auditioned. That would be so weird. Just to be so weird if anybody was Sandy (laughs) Cohen. I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah. That's iconic. I'm very jealous of you teachers and your summer holidays. Oh my god, it's been so good. There's been once or twice I've contemplated muting you just for the summer period. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes, bitch. Fun. Yeah. Especially <laughs> like today when I was messaging you, like, or like it's a Monday, are you like, are you okay to record tonight? And you're like, yeah, I'm just like going hill walking. And I'm like, cool, I'm in a conference call, fun. <laughs> went a little hill walk, went a little swim in a lock. Living our I best life. Don't worry. Could probably count the minutes on one hand that I have left this room today. <laughs> And it's okay, 9.30. <laughs> what's, your, what's your steps at? Do you actually want to know? This isn't yeah, going to be go good. Oh, man. Hold the line, please, caller. <laughs> I've done 6,561 steps, which is actually higher than what I thought it That's, was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say like 900 or something. I've done 26,078 steps. 
Yeah. 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 But then I also don't have to put up with kids all the time. So, you know, touche. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Sweet. On that note, teachers are great. You're doing a great job. You deserve a holiday. Oh, Even thanks. if I'm saying that Thank through gritted teeth right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, on to next week. So, yeah. On to next week. Excited. Exciting. Good to be back. Great to be back. Thanks for thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.